In this podcast, I interview various DIYers in the lawn community that have established their lawns as being one of the best in, in the community. Uh, so it comes as no surprise, I had to get one of the original lawn fathers here, Ron Henry. What's going on, Ron? Hey, George. How's it going, man? Thank you so much for uh, for having me on tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to I'm honored to be chosen to be on the show. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to hanging out and having a good time, answering some long-care questions and just, uh, you know, doing what we do. Uh, well, you know what, Ron? Thank you so much for coming on, bud. How, how's your day going so, so far? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty quiet. Um, the weather is beautiful today, man. So uh, I didn't mow today. I mowed yesterday, but got out, uh, went out to like a late lunch after karate. And uh, yeah, just relaxing. Got back home, showered up and just been getting ready for this. So I've been looking forward to it. So speaking of karate, I heard that you're uh, you're like a black belt or something in karate. Is that true? I am. I am. So I am. My, my current rank is I am third don. So I'm a third degree black belt in a style called Tang Sudo. So which is one you guys probably not have heard of. If, if you think can think of Taekwondo, this is the sister to it. So it's a Korean uh, martial art. Um, and I am a third degree black belt in that. So I both train it and I, I teach it. So it's a lot of a lot of fun. Well, I'm sure that, you know, long care has a, a lot in common when it comes to karate, you know, a lot of self-discipline, a lot of uh, making small investments for the future and everything. Are there, is there anything specifically that you find that's very common with it? Uh, I'd say, yeah, I mean, definitely. Right. So doing so in martial arts, right, you do the same thing over and over and over and over. Like you'll do a form literally hundreds of times. Um, and then you don't necessarily see it getting better each time, but over time, the net result is that it, it improves. So it's the same thing with lawn care. Like when you first get out there and you may um, put down a new product on your lawn or you start mowing, you decide you can pick up your mowing frequency. You don't see an improvement like right that same day. But over time, you know, several months go by and you're like, man, my lawn looks pretty amazing. And people also notice your lawn looks amazing. So it's one of those things where uh, delayed gratification is something you learn from martial arts. And it definitely carries over to lawn care. Well, you know what? I think maybe I should join some martial arts. You know, I could use the exercise. The lawn care is not just cutting it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's fun. Uh, when I, I'm looking over here, I had a little bit of a hiccup with the comments earlier. I don't know what was going on. But I do want to finish uh, giving out some shout-outs. Uh, I see Chips and Guac is in the building. What's going on, Chips and Guac? Nice to see you, buddy. Uh, Scott O'Hare, Ned G, Russell M, SoCal Lawn and Order, Josh Habib. Man, we got a full house tonight. Around the house with Pat. What's going on, Pat? How you doing? Hey, I just checked out your channel, bud. I can't wait to see that Swordman video. Uh, Garden Green, Josh Habib, uh, Ron. Yeah, you said, uh, how's it go, sir? So, uh, so Ron, I got to ask you. Uh, I know that your your grass is like yep. dormant right now. You have Bermuda, right? My grass, so it's it's Bermuda, but it's not really dormant. Like I, um. I don't have a picture to show you guys, but I did a, if you look at my YouTube stories, I did a, a pan of the lawn today and it's still, it's still pretty green. There's a few spots where it's starting to turn a little bit brown, um, but it's still, it's still looking pretty good. It's not like summer. It's not like August, July green, but it's still looking, it's still looking pretty good. I'm, I'm going to probably get out and mow it tomorrow morning again. So yeah, it's still, it's still doing, doing all right. Well, you know, that picture that you showed me, when was this taken? Was this taken recently for the pocket? No. That picture was uh, August, so that picture was a couple couple of months ago. So it doesn't look, it doesn't have that same pop now, but it still looks, it still looks pretty green. Actually, I'll take a picture tomorrow um, after I mow it, and I'll send it to you. You can see the difference of how it looks now. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you guys could see this picture, but I could see it over here. You know, like in HDR high definition. I mean, 
Dude, that is like one of the nicest lawns I've ever seen. And you know, I actually had a question for you, Ron. You know, I'm a cool season guy. I live in Chicago, so I'm not 100% right. sure exactly about Bermuda. Maybe one day if I move down south, which I mm-hmm. might just do. I heard that you can stripe Bermuda, but I'm looking at this picture, and those are some good-looking stripes. You can stripe it. I mean, it is it is not as easy to stripe as um, like a cool season grass. You tend to mow a little taller, but uh, you can absolutely stripe Bermuda. The thing is, it's like a lot of striping is um, the mower you're using, so like having a having the proper roller on it, um, and also the time of day. So like, whereas like with um, if you watch like any of Alan's stuff, or probably even with your lawn too. Like you could probably go and take a picture at pretty much any time of day and it still looks pretty good from a stripe standpoint with bermuda um because it's you're cutting it so much lower like i'm cutting it 0. 0.70 there in this picture i have to pick the right time of day when the sun is like literally when i'm taking this picture the sun's right behind me so you can really see um how the stripes come out so the, the time of day when you take the picture also matters a lot for seeing the stripes yeah exactly uh, we, i was actually talking about that on the last podcast with striper man you know we all have that specific time of the day that we like uh-huh. to take that that the stripes show up the best. Uh, Most so definitely. I, I remember in the I remember we were talking. And I asked you, have you ever considered you know going the blue muta route? And uh, if you didn't know, blue muta is where you overseed your Bermuda with bluegrass. I've noticed uh-huh. this is a trend right now in the lawn community. If anybody in the comments is, have have done that, you know, I'm curious to hear how how it goes. I, I know that real low dad did it. Uh, I see someone mm-hmm. just liked. Oh, speaking, if you guys are watching this, if you guys could drop a like, uh, I see that there's a bunch of you guys in the chat. We really appreciate it. It helps us uh, reach more people. But have you ever considered overseeding with uh, bluegrass? I know you live I, I in might. Georgia. Yeah, I think, I'm not sure how well bluegrass would do here. It, it might, I mean, during the summer, it's definitely going to be stressed, but it's something to consider. Um, I really like how bluegrass lawns look. Um, I, I would probably do bluegrass before I did like rye uh rise yeah. a little bit rougher texture so um yeah i mean it's definitely something i would consider i have to do some more research into it the, the only concern i have with doing something like that is that any kind of herbicides or any other products you put on your lawn you gotta be more careful now because a lot of times you'll get some that are cool season some that are good for warm season and if you got both on your lawn at the same time you got to be a little more more careful as far as what you uh what you apply so it's not damage the lawn you know uh, you know, Scott got, has a question here, and I think it's a really good question. I, I know that you've been throwing down the the Lesco Carbon G and Carbon L products, you know, all season. He asked, sure. "Do you think do you think Carbon Pro G was the product that brought your lawn to the next level, or was it a combo of a few things?" It's it, it definitely helped. It definitely helped. I'd say so. Um, compared to other seasons, I'm mowing just as much this season as I have in other seasons. Um, yeah, so adding the carbon, adding the carbon pro G, um, and also like I also use some of the carbon pro L that liquid, the liquid um, comparative um, companion product. Both of those I think definitely made a difference um, in my lawn. Like it's like the big thing. I was out there walking on it today. Uh, I wasn't talking to it. But I was just walking on it, and it um, it's it, the lawn is still moist. Like the last time we got rain was Wednesday, and it just the lawn just holds on to moisture a lot better ever since I started putting the Carbon Pro G down, which helps the grass, right? It, I mean, even though we're going in the fall, it's transitioning, you still need moisture in the lawn. So I think between um, the biochar, or, which is, is is helping with that moisture, the microbial package, which makes anything I put on the lawn, like any fertilizer or anything that I add on the lawn to just work better. And then that compost, I'm introducing like a lot of rich organic material. So you, you combine all those things. Um, and the fact that I've done a bunch of applications, I think that's definitely made a difference in how the lawn looks at this time of year. Does the Carbon Pro L have biochar in it or just the G? 
No, just the G, just the G. So the L, and so that's one thing with them, even though they're both Carbon Pro, the L is really sea kelp, um, humic acid. It's got a little bit of iron in it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's a microbial package in that one or not. I I don't believe so. It's got sea kelp, um, iron, um, and humic acid. So it's a different, so even though it's considered carbon, it's a different type of product than the Carbon Pro G. If if you can only do one, the Carbon Pro G is probably the one I would do if you can do both because they're, you, they they complement each other really well. I know that there's also a significant price difference in them. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing, right? So the Which Carbon Pro. About. Yeah, yeah. So the L, you can pick that up if you buy it in the gallon. It's expensive, but it's not crazy expensive. Like if you get buy a gallon of it, it's around one hundred and thirty dollars at site one. So not cheap, but it's not like the three hundred plus dollars at the two point five gallon jug is going to cost you, you know, and for most lawns, a gallon is plenty for us or a couple of seasons, you know? Hey, so you haven't used the whole gallon yet? No, no, I, no, it's 2.5 gallons. I've got a 2.5 gallon jug of it. I've done my lawn a bunch of times. I've done Alex's lawn. I've did it. I put it on Tony's lawn. Um, yeah. So I've done, I've done three different lawns this season and I am just about to halfway. So, I, I mean, it's plenty, plenty uh, real of quick, real quick. I want to give a shout out to lawn journeys. Uh, he, he said, Ron, loving those winding sidewalks on your street. Uh, you know, I actually had a question, Ron. I sure. see, I see your, I mean, from what I do see of your neighborhood, it has the winding streets and the winding mm-hmm. sidewalks. And I, I seem, it seems like I would get lost there driving around. Yeah. It's, here's the thing in Georgia, we have a law, two laws, actually one, um, we don't build anything straight. So like roads, streets, <laughs> just like nothing that's, we don't build anything straight or flat. And then second, that, you know, peach is in the name of everything. So there's tons of peach tree streets. Um, but it's, it's just a thing they did to kind of, I guess, change it up and make it look more appealing. It's, it's I mean, it's, it's kind of cool. It's a pain to edge around. It's a pain to edge and mow because, like, you've got to kind of, like, run the mower along the, the same contour. So it's a, it's, it looks cool, but it's from a long-term perspective, it's kind of a hassle. Yeah, I remember, uh, I don't know if it was last season or the season before, you had, like, a whole series dedicated to mowing on an incline. Yep. You remember that? It's a thing. Yep, that's <laughs> yeah, true. But, but it's cool though. Like your backyard, it looks like a like it's kind of hilly and a, and it really gives it depth. You know? Yeah, the backyard. So the backyard is like it's flat, and then the edges kind of roll up, and the front lawn is where there's a lot of incline. So that's well. So a lot of the stuff that I have on mowing on an uh, incline is mainly more so the, for the front lawn. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of cool because my lawn's a good research like. Pr- project as far as like for making content because it has a lot of the problems that a lot of people have which is, makes it good for uh, for making videos for everyone to help out speaking of research project i know you like to you know do in-depth uh, studies you know with different things in your lawn do you have anything special planned up for 2021 uh for 2021 my big plan is just to oversee so i so um uh, if you again if you look at my like uh the the series i've been doing uh in this starting in October uh, into the end of this month, where I've been comparing the dormancy between Tifway 419 and and um, Arden 15. There's a few spots where I can see where the Arden 15 didn't take as well as I would have liked. So next season, my plan is to verticut the lawn, to thin it out a little bit, and then do a nice, a nice heavy overseeding of the entire lawn. I, m- I might do as much as like, I mean, I, I did 25 pounds of seed last year, or, or not last year, this year, this the start of this season. So I might even go a little heavier because I really want to make sure that I have enough seed to to get it to take throughout the entire lawn and just get, get a nice even color throughout the lawn. So overseeding is the big thing. Next year, I might top dress just the back lawn, but overseeding is something that's definitely going to happen. And you know what, Ron? I got to say, man, you know, 
I'm excited for, you know, your new season coming up in 2021. And let me just say this now. I'm a little starstruck, man, that you're actually on the show because I've been watching you for a few years on YouTube. And, dude, I mean, you're you're really, really good on YouTube, dude. And I could honestly say you're one of my mo- my favorite lawn tubers that are out there. You're straight to the point. You're in-depth. And your lawn speaks for itself, dude. So I appreciate how, it. Yeah, no problem, dude. Uh, how did you get into lawn care? So um, as far as like as a kid, like probably like most people on here, I my dad made me cut grass when I was a kid. Like I hated doing it. Um, and then as I got older, um, I, and I, I moved to this house. Um, it got to the point where I said, you know what? You kind of, kind of become your parents when you get older, unfortunately. Uh, I just said, I, I want to make this lawn really nice. It has a lot of potential. So I started mowing it. Um, and actually initially I had a lawn care service doing it. Right. So I, they had them, they, they'd come out there with a big battle cruiser mowers and that lasted for about six months. And I was saying, I'm just not liking how the lawn's looking. I gotta just, I gotta take this over myself. So really like five years ago, I bought a Scott 16 inch, um, and started, I started with a 16 inch mower cutting this whole thing with it. it. Took me like an hour and a half to do it because I just wanted to see how good I could get the lawn. Look, I wanted it to look like a golf course. I, um, I went to, I have a friend of mine that always like loves the masters. So he goes, he's gone to the masters. Um, every year he's gotten tickets from the lottery or, or sorry, every time he, every time he's successful in getting a ticket, he goes. Um, so I went with him and walking like uh, George, you've never seen grass. Like my lawn looks nice. Your lawn looks nice. When you walk the grass of Augusta National, it's like it's like nothing you've ever seen. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna recreate this um, as best I can back home, and that's what really got me onto just doing a lot of research into what makes a lawn look nice as far as top dressing, the products they use. That's where PGRs came in, and uh, all that just is kind of it just one thing led to the next, and here we are. You know, I know you got this question in your live stream, but uh, I gotta ask again, man. Are you gonna start sure. your own putting green in your backyard? I don't think so, man. It's just, you know what? It's, it's, uh, that, that'll be the ultimate recreate. Well, so one, I don't know where I would put it. Maybe if anywhere, maybe off to the right, if I did a putting green, but it's, it's just, it's a ton. It's a huge commitment. It's like, it's another level of commitment compared to what I'm doing right now. And I just don't know that, um, that I, that I want to do that. Plus here's also the thing too. Um, a putting green, I can't mow that at 0.7. Like that's going to be mowed at like, 0.25 0.25 maybe lower it's got to be it's got to be cut pretty tight um so what that's going to mean is i'm going to have to set the greens master up for cutting the cutting for cutting the um the putting green and then i have to go through and adjust it for cutting everything else so it's like it's not only having to mow it every single day but it's all the extra work you got to do as well too as not far as like having to adjust every, more not only mow, mow it every day but i could probably see people mowing it twice a day real quick i want yeah. to uh, uh jump to the comments uh, I see Mauro Marcelo said, should we alternate between Carbon Pro G and L? And I do want to give a shout out to Kyle Films. Uh, that's my neighbor and friend down the street. What's going on, Kyle? How'd your uh, Boy Scout fundraiser go, man? Hopefully good. I saw you guys collecting the bags earlier today. Uh, good job, man. And then the lawn analyst, what's going on, buddy? Uh, but Mauro Marcelo did ask a question. Man, why does this keep on moving these comments? Let's see. Mauro, what did he ask? I'm looking here. Yeah, let me move it here. My my comment section is a little finicky today. Uh, he asked, should we alternate between the Pro G and the Pro G and the Pro L? Not necessarily. Um, I you, if your budget can 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 sustain it, I would do both monthly. 
Um, yeah, because because even though they are both called Carbon Pro and they they branding is the same, they are different products. So you can use you literally can they can they complement each other really well. So you can actually use both of them um, on your on your line every month. So yeah, no, no, you don't have you you can alternate if you want, but there's no need to. Like the two of them are are they're different really. If I had to say anything, the Carbon Pro G, you can apply year round. Like as long as your like your ground is not frozen, I probably wouldn't do it if you were dealing with like a like a like super hard turf where it's not, nothing's going to get absorbed. Um, but and the Carbon Pro L, because um, of the iron that's in it, you probably want to apply that more when the grass is actively growing. Like I probably would, I'll probably stop applying the Carbon Pro L. Like this month will be the last time I do it. I probably won't do it once the lawn goes completely dormant because even though you can. The leaf, the, the grass isn't actively growing to take to benefit from like the iron that's in it and that kind of stuff. So you can you could do it, but I, I wouldn't. But the uh, the the G year round, the L whenever the grass is uh, actively growing, and you can do both at the same time. Yeah. Uh- Awesome. Well, you know what, Ron? I think you actually sold me on the carbon product, so I'm going to be trying that out next season. Over here with Around the House of Pet, he said, my KBG is hard to care for here in Philadelphia from July to the middle of August. Constant battle with water and diseases. It's a fine line to deal with. You know, actually, Pat, uh, I don't know what kind of KBG that you have. Uh, I just planted Kentucky bluegrass before I chose my cultivar. I ended up going on the NTEP to see which ones, uh, you know, had uh, the best disease resistance. So if you're having a hard time with the KVG with disease, possibly look into planting a new cultivar or mixing some more cultivars in there. Uh, and you sure. might be able to reduce that, that disease pressure that you have going on. Uh, SMK, what's going on? Hey, I know that this guy is a super fan of yours, uh, Ron. I heard you're going to have him on your show. Is that true? That's the plan. Yeah. Um, hopefully next week, um, we're going to spend some time together to actually get, uh, like get all this set up and test it, make sure things working. But yeah, I'd like to have him on. He seems he's a really knowledgeable guy. knows a lot about, about, uh, products pretty much anytime I get stumped on the live stream, I kind of like look longingly at the comments and SMK is like, yeah, you can use this product at this rate. This is what you need. Uh, go. I'm like, it's so, nice to you have know what? You know a lot of stuff about lawn care. We should talk and you should come out and, you know, take questions. Kind of like what I'm doing here. You should. It's nice to have so, one of those, fun. uh, you know, independent fact checkers, you know, because because, you know, at the end of the day, we're just DIYers. You know, we don't know everything. Uh, some probably know more than others. Definitely. Like you you compared to me. But, uh, you know, you know how it goes. I mean, we don't know everything. He said, Blue Me, are you in Zone 8, by the way? Yeah. So I uh, get, yes. So I am North North Georgia. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I think SMK is right on that. Yeah. That's, that's yes. where I am. So he said, Blue, Blue Meter won't work in Zone 8. Your water bill will be high as hell and it will still tap out. Killing the bluegrass will be easy enough if you try and it doesn't work. Yeah. Out. So there yeah. you go. Okay. I mean, it's, I, I like simple, man. And it's, it's like, it's, the lawn looks pretty good as it is now. So, eh, you know, simple. Josh Habib said, Ron, do you think adding the compost from the Carbon Pro G could cause, could be causing weeds? You know, that's actually a good question. Is um, like, there's from what I understand, go ahead. Sorry. Um, I, I don't think so, Josh. So, uh, talking to Miramichi Green, so I actually, I actually got, got, got on the phone with them. I actually talked to them about the product. Um, the compost that's in it, they do, they do make sure it's relatively clean. I haven't had, um, any weed problems really due to the Carbon Pro G. The weed, the issue I had with weed with Spurge, that came from the top dressing mix that I use. So I, I've been putting on a ton of Carbon Pro G. I don't really have a weed problem um, in the lawn uh, that that I can I can attribute to that. So um, so no, I wouldn't say that if you apply Carbon Pro G that you're going to have uh, an issue with introducing weeds. You shouldn't. I, I haven't seen that to be true. 
Okay. That's good to know, you know, because sometimes when you use those low level composts and, and top dressings, you know, there's a lot of weed seed in there. So that's good to know that it doesn't have that. Uh, Ned G yep. said one ounce per thousand on the L one ounce per thousand. Really? Yeah. So it's, so here's the thing. You wouldn't think so. I mean, the, the, the way the application rate for that goes is they recommend to initially, the initial application is two ounces per thousand. Um, and then after like monthly, you can do one ounce per thousand and you're thinking one, one ounce per thousand, you know, but what could that possibly do? But I'm telling you, George, when you open this bottle up, it's like, it's like you, you opened up a fish factory like around you. It's, it's, it smells really strong. So I believe it and think about it. I mean, a lot of people want to say one ounce per thousand is not much PGRs. We apply that at like 0.25, a quarter of an ounce per thousand. It's very effective. So, yeah, you know, um, that doesn't more than always better. When I heard one one ounce per thousand square feet, I was like, what is this stuff? Radioactive? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not going to hurt to do more, but no need. At the end of the day, it doesn't surprise me because a lot of the, you know, common humic acid products are like usually about 12% humic acid. And they're asking mm -hmm. for, you know, three, four ounces per thousand. So if that stuff is super concentrated, I could definitely see that. Um, yep. It, it, uh, it is. What's up, Parisa? I see you in the comments. That's also my neighbor and friend next door. Thank you so much for watching. I got all the kids on the block watching my YouTube channel, man. They they all have their own YouTube channels, so they aspire nice. to be, they aspire to you know start a maybe start a lawn care YouTube channel. Who knows? Cool. Who knows what they we got going on? <laughs> uh, chips and guac. Uh, let's see, Russell M. This is the first year I'm doing my own lawn care. I've never heard of the term winterizing the lawn. What exactly does that involve? I don't know if it's different for you and me, Ron, but I'll let you go ahead and answer as far as. So for me, winterizing is a term. Okay. Winterizing in many ways is a, in my mind is a marketing term. What it is, is a lot. It's a way for lawn care companies to sell a product that they deem a winterizer that's supposed to feed your lawn throughout dormancy. Um, it, the, the concept I think has a lot of merit. So the idea is that you apply, um, a fertilizer, um, when, as the lawn goes dormant, that feeds it throughout, um, the time when it's dormant so that when springtime rolls around, you have, it's got plenty of food to be able to wake up and do well. So what, what you tend to have, what you tend to see in, in um, winterizers is the nitrogen content tends to be a little bit higher. Um, and, uh, that's, that's, and so, that, so in that sense, yeah, I think there is merit to it, but I mean, winterizing to me is really more. It's really more of a marketing thing. So really what you want to do in my case, what I've done, I can't say necessarily this would work for you, but for me, I like a fertilizer that's around 25% nitrogen. That's what I've done in the past. Um, and that's, so at the end of this month, I will, um, I'll either use like green max or something like that, or, um, there's another fertilizer I might be trying out that I'll use my winterizer. But again, I also use malorganite, which is like only 6%, five or 6% nitrogen, um, to work as well, to work as a winterizer too. So the idea is, is as it goes to bed, put something on the lawn to feed it so that in the spring, it's not starved for, um, for nutrients when it's trying to come out of dormancy. That's the whole, the whole concept. Not complicated. Yeah, that, that, that's uh, some awesome feedback you get. You gave, uh, thanks for that. By the way, I want to give a super special shout out to Josh Habib. Thank you so much, Josh, for the super chat. He said, got to run one to jump on and show some love. Oh, thank you so much, Josh. Much love to you too, brother. You said, have an awesome rest of your weekend and see you next Friday, Ron. I'll also definitely sounds Friday. good, Josh. Um, uh, yeah, that, you know, back to the winterizer, there's a lot of talk in the lawn community right now, whether, you know, whether you should throw down a heavy application of nitrogen or if you shouldn't even throw down any at all. And to be honest with you, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I usually just do the fall nitrogen blitz and, you know, I spoon feed my lawn a quarter pound to a half a pound every two weeks. And 
mm-hmm. as soon as it stops growing, it stops growing, you know? Yeah. That's what I mean, I, I, here's the I, I don't think, you know, George, honestly, I don't think it matters either. I don't think I don't think it's a night and day difference either way. Like you got to think about it, right? Like we make grass a lot more complicated. Like there's grass growing all over this planet that none of us touch. It never gets fertilized and it does just fine. So uh, if you were to put something down, it can probably it probably is helpful. Um, If you don't put something down, you're, you're going to put a fertilizer down in the spring anyway when it's coming out of dormancy, which will help, too. So I don't I don't think it's like one of these live or die type things that you must do. If you, if you don't winterize, you're going to have a problem if you do winterize you're gonna have a problem i don't i don't think it but really sometimes matters we get caught up in the in the lawn care you know we just we always want to throw something down no matter what you know uh but it's sure. like matt martin said he said uh you know grass is a lot more resilient than you think yeah especially bermuda especially bermuda tough to kill uh, yeah uh let's see over here frankie kenneth ask ron if i've ever mentioned i'm not a fan of overseeding bermuda <laughs> i'm guessing frankie. that's an inside joke ron yeah, Fr- Frankie lives to torture me. So Frankie um, also does, I think he does like photography as well. So any any person that does that has a very critical eye when it comes to color. And, uh, you know, I, and I get it because like whenever you overseed with Bermuda, that's why anytime I talk about it in my live streams, it's all, I always say that if you overseed, um, know that there is going to be some color differences while the the seeds you're putting down grows in evenly throughout the lawn. And once it, once it grows in, it's going to be fairly even. You're going to have like a, it's going to be like a mutt lawn, right? So my lawn is going to be like Tiffway 419, Narden 15, and overall the color is going to look fairly even. Um, but as far as um, I, I get what Frankie's saying, and really if your goal is to change the grass type, the best thing is just to kill the lawn and put down fresh seed. But if you're hard-headed like me and you decide to overseed and you're willing to deal with a little bit of color differences, it can uh, it can work pretty well. There's definitely some advantages to some of the Bermuda grass, like the, the, the nicer seeds, right? So like the, the Arden 15, um, the Princess 77, they definitely do better in cool weather and they come out of dormancy better and they did take less watering and the color in, to my eye is better. It's a, it's a deeper green. So, you know, I, it's, it's, it's a great grass type, but I get what Frankie, like Frank, it, by the letter of the law, Frankie is right. Like overseeding Bermuda is a silly thing to do. If your goal is to have the grass look completely even, completely even color, um, without any splotchiness that makes it makes no sense to do that but if you don't mind you're being you're willing to be patient like you're willing to give up a season season and a half to get the grass to grow in evenly everywhere it can you can get a pretty good result with it like my lawn looks like the picture i sent to you that lawn is overseeded that's got arden 15 in it it's got tiffway 419 in it. it's got some tiffway some princess 77 in it and it looks to my eye pretty good you know but i mean someone hey, like frankie i think we can all yeah. agree it looks like one of the best real quick i want to give another uh, special shout out to russell m I appreciate that, buddy. He said, I appreciate both of you. Uh, much love to you, Russell. Thank you so much. Um, but speaking uh, to overseeding your Bermuda grass, Grace also had a question, which I'm kind of curious too, because, you know, I'm not a pro when it comes to Bermuda. Uh, she said, uh, doesn't Bermuda spread on its own? Why do you keep overseeding? Um, so why overseed? Okay, so the reason to overseed is not to fill in bare spots. Great question. It's more so to um, um, add a version of Bermuda that has a lot of benefits. So better color, better um, drought tolerance, um, 
better cold weather performance. So it's like a, it's, so it's like a better version of common Bermuda. That's what Arden 15 is. So when I'm putting it down, it's not so much that I'm trying to, um, to get bare, fill in bare areas. Cause you, to your point, Grace, as long as you got heat and the soil is good, Bermuda is going to spread like wildfire. It's more so to like to change the color, to kind of improve the overall look of the lawn and improve the performance um, of the lawn in general. So it's not so much about filling in bare spots. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I, yeah, that's, you know, why I do the KBG. It spreads too, but, you know, there always seems to be some kind of bare spots popping up somewhere. So might as well try to get it thick as possible. And, and you know, when it sure. comes to, like, with me and you, we have shortcut lawns. We're always, mm-hmm. you know, detaching and scarifying our lawns because they get too tight-knit. And it's kind of like a, a, a vicious cycle. Like, uh, it gets tight-knit, and then we break it up, and we oversee it, and then it gets tight-knit, and so on and so forth. But, hey, you know, it's fun doing that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I, I like it. I mean, there's no reason to not, I mean, there's not outside of the color stuff and the money aspect of it. I mean, there's a lot of benefits. I think, I think overseeding to fill in bare spots. I think kind of what you're saying, George is more of a cool season grass thing to kind of get the lawn to thicken up with warm season grass like Bermuda. Not really. It's not strictly necessary. Yeah. I want to give a shout out over here to Edward Valencia. How you doing, buddy? Thank you so much for stopping by the live stream. Appreciate it. Uh, Lawn Beast said, uh, appreciate the show, George and Ron. Thank you so much, bud. Uh, Mauro Marcillo. Okay, this is a good question. Uh, is Do My Own a reliable source for lawn products? Their prices are much lower than Site One on some products. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've gotten stuff from them, and yeah, they're they're reliable. I think they're actually in Georgia. They're like right down the road here in Norcross, Georgia. So yeah, they're um, – yeah. They're, the thing is with them is they are um, – they do a lot of mail order. So I guess that's how they're able to, to reduce the, uh, the cost kind of pass those savings on to, um, on the consumer. But yeah, yeah. I have no, I've had no issues with buying things from do from do my own at all. Yeah. I, I would, I would definitely, yeah, I would, I would definitely do that. Yeah. I really like uh, do my own personally when it comes to like, uh, insecticides and, uh, like my liquid fertilizers, but when it comes to mm-hmm. like granules and things like that, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of you know buying things through the mail because shipping could be kind of expensive so i think if you know you do your shopping like focus like all your heavy items like more to site one and then if you see a better price on do my own for like liquid apps insecticides stuff like that you'll probably get a better deal if you use that approach I think so. Like, I mean, that's why, like, there's a lot of fertilizers that people will say, especially granulars, they'll say, oh, you should try this fertilizer out. And this is like the greatest one since sliced bread. And I'm like, dude, it's a, it's a granular <laughs> fertilizer. I'm sure, I'm sure it's good, but you know, like I, I'm not, I don't want to spend a bunch of money on shipping and all. And I'm fortunate that locally there's a, there's a place that, that carries Lebanon turf fertilizer, which is a really, really, it's a very high quality fert. Um, so I just haven't seen the need to really change up granulars. I, mean, I use Malorganite and I use um, like the Lebanon turf uh, fertilizers. Is but the for the liquids, yeah. Or, I'm sorry? Oh, that's a liquid fertilizer, the Lebanon. No, no. Lebanon turf is a granular. It's a granular. It's like the, the pro, remember in the videos, I'll, I'll, you'll see me sometimes talk about one called ProScape or Country Club. That's, those are both from Lebanon Turf. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to check those out. Over here, Lawn journey, Journeys, he said, uh, uh, winterizer, late season fur. A lot of folks don't, talk, don't think about fur this late in the season. He said he uses PGF Complete, which I've tried before in the past, and I really like it, you know. Uh, I've okay. had good. I've had good success, but maybe for someone like you, Ron, you know that your lawn is twelve thousand square feet, right? That would probably get a little pricey. Uh, yeah, just just under. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> just under. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> over here, Scott said he put down Carbon X today, putting down Carbon Pro G and Lime tomorrow. pH is a little low. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I Solid. haven't had any issues with pH myself, but uh, yeah, that's cool, Scott. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ron is always great sport. Love to dig at him. Yeah, Ron is awesome, man. Hey, Ron, by the way, man, I'm I'm happy you came on, and I honestly do think you have one of the best lawns, you know, in the lawn community. So I think it's only fitting for you to be over here on America's Top Lawns, you know? I, I appreciate it. You know, honored to be here. I appreciate uh, it. Let's see we'll if we on. have a uh, real quick shout out. What's going on, uh, Lawn and Life? How you doing, buddy? Thanks for stopping by. Uh, let's see. SoCal Lawn and Order said my KBG is extremely slow, still patchy. Yeah, you know, mine huh. is still patchy too. You're not the only one, uh, Christian. I'm having some issues. But, you know, that's just the grind with KBG. It takes time to spread in. Just like you mm -hmm. were saying, Ron, you know, you got to wait till next season when you overseed with the Bermuda. That's exactly how it is with KBG. I still have some wow. bare spots. It's still splotchy. And I know it's going to take at least probably until next fall to be, you know, 100% perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think the one thing I'd say is that make sure, make sure your soil's where it needs to be. So like, you know, get, get, do some kind of a soil test. If you guys aren't soil testing, get a soil test done. Make sure your soil is 100% because that way you're giving yourself the best opportunity for the grass to grow in as quickly as as possible but then also after that it's just patience and mowing you know so yeah uh over here i see lg he has a good question he asked me why i chose midnight over blue bank uh it was a couple of reasons why uh mostly because of disease resistance uh i know another guy he also makes youtube videos i don't know if you know him his name is bw uh but he had midnight and he had blue bank in his renovation and he was having a lot of issues with uh like melting out and and rust and uh rust in his uh blue bank renovation so i just ended up going with midnight not to mention it is a little bit cheaper than the blue bank so that's ultimately was my decision but who knows you know i got a lot of content in store for next season so i might just uh, throw down some blue bank too as well nice uh i'm scott your recommendation on the R&R &R products leveling rake was solid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that leveling rake is so much fun. Uh, you have the R&R &R products rake too? I do. I have the, I think it's a 40-inch is what I have. Yep. That's the middle one, yep. right? Yeah, it's the middle one. So it's it's good. I, I got that one because it's not too wide for like the swale areas. I can use it to work in some of those contour areas. And yeah, it's. I mean, the thing's built like a tank. So, you know, for a home you homeowner user, it's probably overkill, but it's going to last you a long time. So not to mention, I find myself using it for a lot of other things like knocking down dew and, and I always find myself leveling, even if like, it's not a full blown leveling project. Anytime that grass uh -huh. is actively growing, I always like to get some material and go out there and level things out a little bit with your lawn, Ron, your lawn is like 12,000 square feet. Did you uh -huh. do it all with that rake? Uh, yeah. So this, this last time around, yes. So the lawn's been top dressed totally three times, um, two times. The first two times I had a service do it, uh, local service that does that. And then this last time we did both Alex's lawn and my lawn leveling it with a rake. So I, I used, um, a greenskeeper, a combination of a greenskeeper rake. It's kind of like that rake. That's got like a flat blade on one side and then like the teeth on the other side. And then I also used the, um, that, that R and R rake. And yeah, I mean, you just get out there and just, you know, one pass and that's one less thing i gotta do just keep just keep working it in and it gets it gets done yeah and it's so satisfying too when you use that rake you throw down a bunch of material and it just disappears into your canopy like like 
it's like the number one thing I look forward to the growing season. Like as soon as springtime comes and the weather is good enough and the grass is growing, I'm out there throwing down some stuff using that rake. So definitely, uh, it is a little pricey, but uh, hey, you know, I mean, it's well worth the money. Hey, I want to cry a, once. I want to give a special shout out to Sunny Bermuda and the Lawn Whisperer. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Thanks for showing up. I appreciate it. Sunny Bermuda said, "Do my own has fast shipping." Yes, yes, it does. I ordered uh-huh. some uh, some insect killer from them, and uh, it, it definitely was uh, some fast shipping. So, uh, real quick, Ron. Uh, so, you have a massive piece of land. Uh, how do you like maintaining like that whole huge lawn that you have? Um, I mean, twelve thousand square feet is. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I would say it's massive, but it's it's a good sized lawn. Uh, it's I enjoy it, man. It's like it's not. It's uh for me in many ways it's like therapy. So. I can get away from work. I'm not doing not at um, the studio doing martial arts. So literally I can just throw some, throw my headphones on and put a podcast on or whatever. And I can just get out there and roll. So I, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it uh, as far as challenges with something that, that size. Um, obviously you want to be kind of cognizant of the kind of products you use because you're going to be using a lot of it. It's a lot of property to, to, to take care of, but, um, but yeah, I, I enjoy it, man. It's like, it's my, uh, it's my therapy and hopefully that comes through in the videos. You know, I just, I like, I like it. Yeah, you know, that's one thing that I'm envious of, you know, with people that have huge pieces of property. I'm over here. I'm in the Chicagoland area. And like, you know, these houses are right next to each other. Like I could look out my window and see my neighbor in their bedroom, you know, like I don't like that. I wish I had more spread out area and I had a nice, you know, big lawn. So who knows? I'm slowly moving more west from the city, from Chicago. So who knows? Maybe I'll end up, you know, a little bit more west and get a bigger piece of property. Um, Yeah. Uh, so uh, wh- tell me like a typical week in your lawn. What do you do? Uh, I know that uh, you so always typical- make the videos and things, but like on a casual week, what are some things you do in your lawn? Okay. So we, I mean, mowing, mowing is that's, that's, that's going to be a thing. So I mow, um, what else I mow and I edge and that's about it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not applying stuff to my lawn every single week. <laughs> Literally it's, uh, just mowing like, uh, like I, I don't do as many videos of showing me mowing because it's kind of boring. You guys don't want to see that, but literally it's just, I'm, I'm out there mowing it. I'm out there edging it. Uh, and, and that's it. I also, when I'm mowing, I'm also paying attention to like how the mower is running on the lawn to see if there's any areas where I'm getting a little bit of a, like a slit anywhere. Where I'm getting slight scalping and I make note of that to say, okay, this is an area where um, maybe I can do some spot top dressing to fix this up. Or if it's happening in too much of the, of the lawn, like the middle part of my back lawn that's happening now, uh, that tells me, okay, next season, this is going to be a candidate for like top dressing, like doing top dressing the entire lawn. So I, I, I pay attention to like also like what weeds, if I have any weeds coming in where those are. Um, and, 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 but for the most, the big thing is just mowing. Like every week, the only thing you can count on that always happens is uh, I'm mowing the lawn. And yeah, then just mow, like, mow, mow. Yep. Uh, real Definitely. quick, I want to give a special shout out to James Dahl. <laughs> Thank you so much for the super sticker, buddy. Money in nice. my face. Hey, you know, when it comes to this lawn care, uh, you know, Ron, it's a, it's an expensive hobby. So, uh, it know, is a little bit, every little bit helps. Uh, I do want to jump over here. I'm looking at the lawn and life. He's addressing Justin's new video. I don't know if you watched the lawn whisperers new video today. Uh, did you see his new toy that he got? I have not seen it. What is he, what is he walking? I, I probably shouldn't look, you know, cause it's probably, he's probably a bad influence as far as, um, oh, no, as it's far as uh, let's just say you have that toy. So it might not be a bad influence. He got himself a, a GM 1600. Oh, well done, yeah. sir. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah, I see. I'm looking at I see. I got to watch it afterwards. Yeah. Check it out. 
Uh, it was actually funny. Uh, Lawn and Life addressed something in there. He said that he replaced his wife's car in the garage with it. So he moved his wife's <laughs> car out of the garage and he put the Greens Master in there. Man, I don't but, know. But, yeah, how's that going for you, Justin? <laughs> hey, I'd probably do the same thing, man. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to do? Keep the Greens Master outside? Yeah, right. No, you can't, you can't do that. I mean, no, you uh, got to have your priorities. But I look forward Sweet. to that, man. I look forward to seeing you using that Greens Master. You know, I see a lot of people, you know, are starting to use it more in the community. And, uh, you know, I look forward to seeing what you do with that. I know you got that new piece of property that you got. So that's going to be exciting content. Uh, let's see over here. Uh, so so I want to I want to congratulate you again, Ron. I know that your YouTube channel has seen like a lot of like a massive growth this year. Uh, what specifically... Uh, got you into making YouTube videos? Uh, so one, I it started out as a means to really document it, right? Like I can take pictures of the lawn, but you figure that that's something that, when you take a picture of something, a lot of times you never look at it again. But I figure it, it was a good way for me to document the lawn, just really for myself to see the progress that I was making. And if I learned something along the way, I could share it with someone else that was trying to do the same thing. And, you know, maybe it'll be useful to them. Maybe it'll save a little bit of time. I mean, there's, they're in the lawn community. We're front of fortunate in that most people tend to be pretty open about sharing like what they're working on, what they're, what they're doing in their lawns. Like it's not super secretive. Um, but you know, for my lawn, that's like a Bermuda grass lawn. And then once I got into top dressing and overseeding it, especially since so many people say, Oh, overseeding is terrible. You should never do it. Like people like Frankie, you know, always think never overseeding bad. Um, I said, well, if I oversee my lawn, like what's the worst going to happen? What's going to happen? So I, those kinds of things are like, um, good material for me to show people, Hey, if you do it, this is what's going to happen. These are things you can um, look into and expect, but, uh, but really just started out as just means to document what's going on with the lawn. It just, people started liking it and I just kept doing it. So I, yeah. I, I know that you were doing some other content before the lawn care. What, you were into finance or something. I think I saw that. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. So, I mean, I still, I'm still into finance. It's still, it's still like something that I, that I do on the side, but um, the, the big thing is so finance stuff, car stuff, uh, but the, really the, with YouTube, if you want, once I, I decided, Hey, I want the channel to actually grow and do better. You kind of have to niche down. You have to focus. So if you're making content on the same channel, some of it's about finance, some of it's about like life lessons, some of it's on book reviews. Um, some of it's on car stuff. I mean, it's cool. as like a vlog type yeah. thing, but really, you really need to kind of pick your niche. So what I probably will do, and I haven't, I'm, I, I need to guess you could start on it. I probably, eventually I will probably start another channel that a lot of that type of content will just go on and just keep the, this one just only for lawn care. But yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. it started out as like a mix of things, but really it's niched down just to lawn care for right now. Yeah. You got to niche down. I don't know if you've seen those CPM rates for the financial channels on YouTube, but, uh, uh they do well. Might, yeah, they do pretty I, well. I might get into that myself, you know, because I, I'm a financial data analyst myself. And before that, I was a branch manager at a bank and I've been in nice. the finance world for a long time. Uh, but, you know, honestly, I like being in the lawn better than dealing with numbers. <laughs> I've been doing that. For too, I've been doing that for too long. So I, I do see that we have a lot of people in the chat that ha either have YouTube channels or maybe they're possibly thinking about starting a YouTube channel. What mm -hmm. advice do you have for any potential lawn YouTubers? Because, you know, um, you, you've seen a lot of success. So potential, uh, just start, just start. The first, um, unless you have a background in video production, uh, like your first, let's see, your first 20, 30 videos, maybe as much as your first 50 videos are not going to be very good. They're just not, they're just, they're just a lot. Because there's so, there's so much that goes into producing content that you just don't know what you don't know. And the only way to really learn that stuff is to actually do it. 
so just start making content, get better about speaking on camera, like be able to treat the camera like another person. Um, learn how to tell a good story. Like, you know, whenever you're whenever you're producing lawn care content or any kind of content, whatever you said you're gonna get into, in many ways, you're you're teaching something that's instructional, right? That that to help people learn something new, but they also want to be entertained too. So make it fun. Uh, don't make the content any longer than it needs to be. I mean, I know there's there's a lot of from a YouTube standpoint, like YouTube rewards longer content. Um, but having said that, you want to be respectful of your viewers' time. So if it takes five minutes to say something, get the message out. Say to do it in five minutes and uh, and get it done. Don't make stuff any longer than it needs to be. And um, don't don't um, get uh, what do they call it in the in the in the industry it's called gas gear acquisition syndrome <laughs> don't get into like buying a lot I of like gas. you have gas you have gas right uh, yes. don't i mean here's the thing up until you guys may not realize this every video you guys saw on my channel up until august of this year was shot on this was shot on an iphone literally all of it so um the camera like the, the camera you have on your iphone assuming that you're doing it when the lighting is decent outside is going to produce content that's honestly good enough the one thing you definitely want to do spend some money on is audio. So like get a good microphone, even if you use like, um, you know, even if there's some videos I did it where I just use the mic that came with my iPhone, you could use this. It's going to be, it's gonna be better than just speaking out, just, just, um, out in the open, but invest in good audio, get like a lab setup, like a, like the road wireless go, something like that. It's a really simple setup. That's going to allow you to produce good audio because people will put up with less than good video but they won't tolerate bad audio. So make sure you, you like focus on getting good audio. That's not going to cost a lot. And, uh, and yeah, that's, and just, and just be consistent. So, uh, in the lawn care game, the one thing I'd say is that, um, for a warm season guy, right. So someone like me, where my, the time when my lawn is really doing well is between like March up until this year, like November, realize that as you're producing content you're going to see more traffic it's going to ramp up typically um into april may june like when people everyone's out working on their lawns and then whenever the season begins to slow down your traffic is going to fall off so just realize that youtube there's ebbs and flows to youtube um if you put a video up and it does really well great if you put a video up and you don't see a lot of views on it it might get more traction later so just just keep the big thing is just be consistent just keep uploading keep telling your story keep uh you know being entertaining and just uh, yeah just 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 biggest thing is start and stick with it you know, I know you better. started with your iphone run but i do want to compliment you on your production style <clears throat> i mean your production quality is like top notch man everything from your audio to your video i know you're using the a7s3 I mean, that is uh -huh. totally awesome. And I feel like it really displays your lawn, you know, in that in those true colors and it makes it look that much better. So uh, I recognize that, Ron. So good job with that. Sure. Uh, Thank you. Do I have a question? I mean... Yeah, go ahead. Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, do you have a question? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we have a question over here. Uh, Scott, uh, M Scott said, what do you two do <laughs> during these colder months? Planning for um, next spring? Oh, you're uh, plan it. for like string and do live streams. <laughs> yeah. Live streaming is so much fun. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, it's not quite as fun as the lawn, but I really do connect. I like connecting with all you guys and, you know, I get to have, you know, a good guest here on Ron's show and it's nice to, you know, talk to him face to face and also connect with you guys. So. That's pretty much what yeah. I do. Uh, I also like doing a lot of car work personally. Uh, I'm trying to get yeah. more into learning how to do car work. Uh, I like detailing. I'm a big, I love detailing my cars and I have a heated nice. garage now. So I do, I do a lot of that too in the wintertime. How about you, Ron? What sure. are you doing in the winter? Um, so uh, what are you doing in the wintertime? I do martial arts. I train. Um, 
And then I'm, I'm a tech guy, I'm a geek. So like I spend a lot of time, like when I'm not doing YouTube content, I work on getting better at the stuff that allows me to make better content. So like, like I, I try to work on getting better at like grading video, like making the colors look good and making sure the video looks good and cutting scenes together. So I'll go through and I'll take a video that I shot, you know, earlier this summer and I'll just re-edit it because based on stuff that I learned from like looking at YouTubers and looking at what people do and learning about um, videography. So I'll spend time just working on that kind of stuff. Same thing with audio, learning how to like make audio sound better. Um, but yeah, that's it. I don't really have that many hobbies. Literally it's lawn care, martial arts work. Um, and then car stuff now and then I, I tend to pick a few things and go really, really deep into it versus like spreading myself too thin. So yeah, yeah that's exactly what I like to do. I mean, uh, I'm kind of learning this whole video thing now. I, I just bought a camera like a few months ago and, nice. uh, and you know, I'm just trying to learn that. So I would say like, uh, like audio video, lawn care, you know, I mean, those are things that I'm really like hardcore deep into right now. Uh, sure. So the Lawn Whisperer said that the 1600 is a whole different animal and that it's a tank. Uh, how's your experience been with the Greens Master? I know you've had the True Cut and the Greens Master and the Scots. How are you liking it so uh, far? You've, you've had it for a while now. Yeah, the Greens Master is it is it is a whole it's a whole other level. Um, and it is a tank. I mean, it's they're, they're built really, really well. Uh, I had one issue with a belt that broke, but it could be because the mower really had low hours and it's from 2014. So I think that was really more of a dry rot issue. Um, but as far as quality of cut, man, a Greens Master or any any Greens mower is tough to beat. So it's uh, it's been pretty awesome. I mean, I, I love mine. It's um, it, the engine in it is so quiet. Like when you start it up, like I can like my Greens Master, I try to be nice to my neighbors. I won't like crank that thing up until after 8 30 9 o'clock in the morning um but the greens master literally if whenever the sun's out and if it's the if there's not too much dew on the lawn i can get out there start up and start mowing and my neighbors never even hear the mower running so it's it's a really 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 good mower produces a great cut um it's more it's more of a theater there's more theater involved with it because you gotta get a wheel it out take the wheels off and set it up and mow with it so this so it's, so it's not like a like a run and gun type mower you start it up and just start going there is more to it but as yeah. far as the quality of cut man incredible tough it's to be funny, it's funny that you mentioned the noise with that i know we were talking about that in the other podcast and the greens master is pretty qu relatively quiet i should say but i you know i don't know if you've seen i have a mclean as well mm -hmm. that thing has a three horsepower briggs engine on it right it is the loudest mower that i have ever used in my life it's such a small yeah. engine when i started up it's just like 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 it wakes up the whole neighborhood i don't even like using it because it like bleeds my ear how loud it is so it's a i like that the greens master is definitely not so loud but you know i've said this before uh when it comes to the maneuverability the mclean is definitely a lot easier to move around but when it comes to you since you got the twelve thousand uh square foot lawn i think it, it would be easier to use it to greens master because you're not turning around so much no, not really. I mean, I'm making passes back and forth, but like I still break out the true cut for like the area in between Alex's lawn, like swale area. Like I can't even get the greens master in some of that, some of those areas. And then the vanity strip, like vanity strip 2.0, like the part that you guys really see, um, cause the, like where those two trees are like, I mow that a lot of times with the with the, um, true cut because the greens master is not that maneuverable to be able to get around those areas, like around the mailbox and around trees and that kind of stuff around obstacles because on golf courses, they typically not don't have obstacles to mow around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I still, I, I have both mowers and they both, they still both serve a, a purpose for sure. And I did mention that in one of my videos, I don't know if you've seen it, the greens master versus the McLean video. Yep. I like yep. using I like using the McLean mower for my like boulevard strip. 
because I could just like kind of get in and get out and it's fast and everything like that. But when it, when it comes to like mowing yep. my regular lawn, just like you, you know, there's a, there's a mm-hmm. specific place that you use each. How's the maneuverability on the true cuts? I heard that you can't like reverse them easily or something like that. Is that true? Um, No, you don't really have to, as far as reversing, uh, let me think. No, I don't, I don't really find an issue with reversing it. Um, it's, it's probably more maneuverable. It is more maneuverable than the greens master because it's lighter um and it's just it's just easier to kind of whip whip around um but i mean really the green thing is with the greens master if you get if you learn to do the whip turns the greens master is actually really easy to use if you have like a big open area and you're just mowing back and forth passes literally when i'm mowing the back lawn i've never take it out of gear like i'll i'll like i'll engage a traction drive i'll make a pass and i'll throttle down just a little bit and then i'll like swing out and then whip the mower around and set it down and just start going the other direction so it's actually faster than the true cut um once you learn how to do that but if you're t- if you're like making a pass stopping turning it lining up make another pass stop turn it's slow but that's really not how the mower is designed to be used if you see them people on golf courses using them that do them all the time they're doing like that whip turn thing and it's 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 really cool once you learn how to do it yeah i was watching actually one of the training videos for the greens masters i mean these guys when they were mowing they were like engaging the traction all the way high it was on its fastest setting they were like running down the golf green and then when mm-hmm. they turn it, they they like gracefully turn like this big whipping turn. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, damn, I wish I could do that on my lawn. Hey, real quick, I do want to give a special shout out to Scott. Thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. You're very generous. I, I really do appreciate that. Buddy. He said, appreciate you guys and all you do for us. Hey, you know, I appreciate Ron. You know, I've been watching him for a lot of years, way before I started this YouTube stuff. So first and foremost, thank you, Ron. I no, do appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> hey. <laughs> LG asked a hilarious question. He's like, is the McLean louder or the power rotary scissors? Okay, so I'm going to say that their loudness is equal. Uh, I would say that the McLean is more bass heavy in its loudness, and the power rotary scissors, it has a more high-pitched scream to it. It's like a, it's like a shriek. Oh, my God. It, it'll pierce your ears, Ron. You got to wear hearing protection when you're using the power rotary scissors. Thank God I'm using it on my ego which is fairly silent. So I only get okay. the shrieking. I only get the shrieking of the scissors. But if I was using that like on a steel like combi unit or something like that, the gasoline mixed with the shrieking sound, oh my god, that's that sounds like it'd be a nightmare. I can't imagine how my neighbors think about that. Have you ever uh, actually I think I remember you saying you don't really need a, a rotary scissors in your lawn. I, I have I haven't made the plunge on that one yet. So I so I, I didn't realize they were loud like that. I thought um, you know, I I thought it would be kind of almost like a sound the sound like a real mower would make as far as like the the sound that the the real going against a bed knife makes, but if it's really loud and nasty. It is nasty. Like I could see like in a haunted house, if you want to have a scary screeching sound, you you would just like bring the rotary scissors in there and like run it. Like that would definitely scare some people. Okay. <laughs> it yeah, scares so me. It scares me, but it is such an awesome tool though. And uh, I noticed that the noise goes down a little bit as I oiled it. So any of you guys that are in this comments, do not forget to oil your power rotary scissors because it does need to be oiled. Not only greased, it needs to be oiled too. Um, so don't forget to do that. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. So uh, so I know that you started off with the Scott's manual reel. What made mm-hmm. you do? What made you get that first? Uh, I, I know that you were into golf. Uh, did you see like other YouTubers doing it or, or uh, what exactly um, got you into the real mowing itself? 
So, uh, so yeah, I used to play, I actually used to play quite a bit of golf. And um, I also have a friend of mine that owns a lawn care business. And I'm I sure said, you, man, yeah, you know what people I'm, say you look like Tiger Woods, right? I get that. I get that. I, I don't, I don't see the resemblance, but I'm mean, much better looking. No, <laughs> um, no, I don't, I, I've gotten that before. No, 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 no. I've got, um, I've gotten that before. Um, the thing that got me into it is that when I asked uh, a buddy of mine that has a lawn care business, you know, look, golf courses look awesome. How can I get that look? And he said, you know, you got, you can't use a rotor. You got to use a real mower. Like they, they use cylinder mowers on golf courses. That's, they get cut a lot and they use that type of mower. So I said, huh, real mower. So I thought, um, well, let me see if this is going to be something I want to I try. And that's what got me onto the Scott's manual, which started this whole uh, crazy journey that we're on now. Uh, speaking of uh, the manual uh, real mowers, I want to give a super special shout out to Striper Man, who's in the chat right now. Striper Man is the OG with the manual real mowers. I don't know if you've seen his channel, but he's had the oh, yeah. Earthworks and... And the real the real works and the Fiskers and he's had he's had them all, man. So uh, I I know that you I saw that you just made a revamp video on your Scott's twenty inch real mower. How did you enjoy that mower? I liked it. It was nice. It was nice uh, getting it back out. So I, I, it was on loan to a buddy of mine that uh, it was using it on his lawn, and then he's moving. He's moving like into a townhouse, so he doesn't really need it anymore. So he brought it back to me, and I was like, "Oh man, I gotta, you know, gotta get the old girl back. I gotta show show it off to people." So you know, for people that that have not watched the video from like two years, almost three years ago at this point, um, I decided to make a new video, and, and and really, it was it was a fun video to make because I just wanted to play with some cinematography stuff that I've been I've been trying to learn. So I said, okay, let me. This is a this is a great project for doing that. Um, so yeah, so it was it was fun. Yeah, that was that was awesome. You tried some uh, new new tricks with the with the video camera, some fancy yeah. B roll. Yeah, yeah, tried some B roll, some awesome, some um, some sound effects, a little bit of uh, yeah. I mean, I, you, the you audio know, I, you hear in that of the garage door opening and of the real bore being when I'm pushing it, like that was recorded independently of what you're actually seeing in the video. Did like that audio isn't the two were synced afterwards. Did you record those sounds or were they like computer? You know, yeah, I recorded them. So literally, I got I got my shotgun mic out and like so I, so I shot the video and then I got the shotgun mic out and I would like I sat there and I pointed at the garage door and like oh I got quiet and, and started the garage door going up and down. And I did like two or three times, so I got a couple of decent takes. And I took the real mower, the, the the manual, and I got on the back lawn and I started recording. I just made, I pushed it back and forth, trying to get, um, move the mic to where I could get like a good, a good just sound of the, of the reel spinning. And then I took that and mixed it and added it into the, to the video. So, because it's, Dude, it's hard to, to applaud that production quality, man. That is some hardcore production quality right there because people don't, re people don't realize, you know, sound effects and video really does help tell the story big time, you know, especially mm -hmm. when, I, when you're doing B-roll. Sometimes you got to, you know, uh, do that real quick. We got a, a question from Mauro Marcillo. What's going on, Mauro? How you doing, buddy? Uh, he asked Ron, why you didn't, why did you get a greens master and not a JD? Uh, John. So, um, one of the big things was I, I asked a greenskeeper, a former greenskeeper, um, who's had both of them worked with both of them. Which one would you like? And he says out of the two mowers, the Toro, even though I know JD's like to know that the more of the PGA tour now, because out of the two of them, he said, I like the cut that I got with the Toro more so than the JD. Um, as far as being easier to ease of working on the Toro is really easy. And he, he said, the big thing for, if you're going to use it on your home lawn is the axles on the Toro can be removed with the JD. Yeah. I think you have to cut them off. Like you have to like you can take a torch and cut them off, but there's not, they're not removable. So I haven't done that with mine. I haven't removed mine, but on the Toro, like you can, you can, you know, you just break them loose. I think that is it, I think um, either, I think it's right. Brett's 
Graspades has a video on how to do it. I haven't done it with mine, but yeah, you can pull those off. So that, that was between that and having someone that actually worked on them and used them professionally for a long time. Give me the recommendation. I just went with that. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to move my axles. I don't even have uh, the transport wheels for my Greens Master. When I bought okay. it, the guy didn't have it. So I might as well take them off. I got to buy. I think you got to use a one inch wrench to do that, mm-hmm. which is not a common one- wrench with sense. Usually they no. go up to like seven eighths or something like that. So I'm gonna yeah. have to get one of those wrenches, and I'm gonna take mine off. Uh, I know you don't have a lot of obstacles. Maybe that rock in your backyard. The rock area, yeah. The rock is where is what I is the one obstacle that that the axles will hit. And what I do with that is I just I just make a pass. I make a trim pass. And I have about this much space left, and then um, I'll take the true cut and just go out. Just make a pass around it and clean it up and call it good. So nice. nice. Because you think about it, if I, if I remove the axles. My process of mowing becomes even much more of a headache because now I've got to like take the mower out with the transport wheels, roll it out there, take the wheels off, take the axles off, mow it, put the axles back on, put the wheels back. It's just like too much hassle. It's not it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, d- how, let me ask you, Ron. How often do you clean your real mowers? Uh, because every I time. To, you you every wash time I mow. Down every time. Every time, yeah. After I mow, I just have a garden hose and I'll spray it down. Especially, um, yeah, because um, I don't want there to be any rust that can possibly form on the bed knife or this kind of stuff. So, I, yeah, after every use, I spray it down. So, just water. So when you spray it down, how do you prevent rust from coming onto the reels? Because that's, uh, that that's something that I'm good. fighting personally, <laughs> constantly. Um, I just I don't have an issue with rust, really. I mean, I, I spray I spray the, the reel off and the bed knife off, and I put it up, and I really – the more it gets used so often that I, I haven't really seen an issue with rust. Um, if you're storing the mower for a while, what I might do is put some oil on it. Like uh, like if I'm putting it up for the winter once I, once I get it all serviced, I might spray, um, I don't know, maybe like some WD-40 or something just to kind of coat it. And then in the spring before I use it, I'll use like carb cleaner and clean all that all that off of it, but just something to kind of protect it. Um, yeah. But no, I haven't had an issue. I haven't had any issues really with rust on it um, by by spraying it off or anything like that. Because really, you think about it, what you don't want is to if you by leaving the grass on there, depending on the kind of fertilizer you're using, you don't want that salt that can potentially be in that sitting on on it. Um, so that's big reason why I spray it off. And in their, their service manual, they recommend that you, you wash them off. Like that's what golf courses do. So I figured that's, yeah, what they do. that's, I that's do. an issue. I don't know how old the reel is or where it came from or what, but my reel is always like rusting. No, even if I wash it down, like the relief part of the edge will just kind of mm-hmm. rust. It still cuts good. Don't get me wrong. It right. cut all across, but it just rusts every time. So I'm just kind of curious what you do. Uh, but mm. it's good to know that you do that. Uh, Hey, what's up, Lawn Pusher? How you doing, bud? Uh, SoCal Lawn and Order said he's back. Uh, hey, Lawn and Life talked about Lawn Pusher's video. This guy had a mold problem at his house. You know what he ended up doing to try to get rid oh. of them? Did you know. see that video? No. Dude, see. that video was hilarious, man. He attached a hose to the back of his exhaust on his car, and he put the hose <laughs> down into the mole hole and just started, like, revving his engine <laughs> and just, like, I don't know if that's good for your grass or if you're you know, polluting the ground or I, I don't know if it was a success or what, man. But, uh, you know, he, he must have really hated those moles. Uh, yeah. Kill <laughs> the grub one. worms or get rid of the grub worms and then they'll, they'll you'll get rid of the moles. It's uh, LG, LG asked, George, any winterization recommendations for the Greensmaster 1000? Uh, you know, for me personally, I just uh, tune it up like I would a normal uh, mower, but mm-hmm. I also grease all the all the grease points in there. And like Ron said, uh, I wash it down really good. 
And then I like to spray WD-40 on it. I know it's not really good for the grass, you know, because the solvents can kill the grass. But if mm-hmm. I'm storing it over the winter, I'll throw some WD-40 on it. And then as soon as I bust it out in the springtime, I'll wash it down real good and get any oil and stuff that's on it. And then it'll yep. be good to go. How about you, Ron? Anything you do special for winterization? Same thing. So it, it goes, what will happen is the true cut will not get serviced until the spring because I use the true cut to scalp. But the Greensmaster, probably next month, like December, once the lawn goes dormant, um, it will get the full Monty, look at the oil change, get the, the grill um, taken care of, get it all tuned up and cherried up, and then it'll get put away. And um, the true cut will um, get tuned up in the spring after I scalp the lawn because that's that's you're basically ruining the bed. I'm going to say you're ruining the bed knife, but you're dulling the bed knife when you take it down really low. Um, so I just, I just wait till after all that, and I take it to a shop locally, and they pressure wash it and... Uh, sharpen the reel, change the oil, do all that stuff to it, and good to go for the entire season. Do you, Do you do any any work on it yourself? Like um, on the wise? green, on any of them, not really. I mean, just the work that you guys saw on the green on the on the Toro. I fixed the issue yeah. with the, um, the belt breaking myself. I mean, I'm actually pretty mechanically inclined. Like I've I've rebuilt engines, I've pulled <laughs> engines out of cars, and I'm so I I know how to do it. Yeah. But the big thing for me is that I don't have the equipment to sharpen the reel, nor do I really have the knowledge. And yeah. because it's something that really I really don't, haven't had a need to do more than once a season, I figure, hey, if I'm not doing all of it, let it be somebody else's problem. Like I'll just take it off to you- them, let them. I don't know if you've seen the bench grinders they use to grind down those uh, greens masters. I was privileged enough. This was before I started making YouTube videos. I wish I was making YouTube videos at the time so I could film the whole process. But my buddy's a golf course mechanic. Dude, mm-hmm. these grinders are humongous that they use I believe to sharpen it. these greens masters. And they're like, I don't, I'm not 100% sure how much they are, but I think they're like twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. Uh, so I believe I mean, it. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it's crazy how they do that. Uh, but w- what I do like about the Greensmaster is I find it pretty easy to work on. It's like an yeah. easy machine. It's like really like cut and dry, you know, it's like straight to the point and, uh, mm-hmm. I really like it. Uh, let's see over here. <laughs> he said that he throws gasoline down the holes to get rid of the moles. <laughs> do you have any moles that you're uh, by you? I don't know. I've been fortunate. I have not had moles. I had a grub worm problem probably four years ago. And then I put down, I use a combination of projects, uh, products to get rid of them. And I haven't had a, really an issue since. I don't, I don't even get worm castings or anything like that on my lawn. So um, I've been fortunate. No. Oh my God. You're lucky. No. I have a no. huge I- problem when it comes to uh, uh, worm casting. Scott, hey, thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate that. You have a good night too. Uh, so what, I know that you love your greens, Master. Is there anything about it that you don't really like too much about it? Uh, what do I not like about it? Um, or no, not really. Like- I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really good mower. I mean, okay, I'll say this, uh, on slopes, on slopes, um, it is, it does not um, have as much traction as my true cut does. Cause the true cut has like these tractor tires. So on sloped surfaces, you typically want to mow those when they, it's a little bit drier. Um, that's probably the only negative I'd say. And then having the, the, tra- have the, the way you have to transport it, like the transport it and not being able to mow close to obstacles, that's probably a downside, but nothing, nothing that I didn't know going into it. So no, not really. I mean, I mean, it's really good on gas. It's quiet. It does an awesome cut. It maintains, um, settings really well. Like I, you know, when I said, when I go through and I made my adjustments, it's maintained that. So yeah, it's a great mower. Your true cut was 27 inches, right? Uh, no, mine is a 25, it's 25 inch. 
Oh, okay. And then the 1600 is 26 inches? 26 inches. Yep. Okay. So it's roughly about the same cut. Uh, Okay, cool. So uh, I know that you've been using like the carbon products a lot on your product this year, uh, on your Mm -hmm. lawn this year. What would you say is like your favorite product to use on the lawn? By far, uh, as far as um, products in general or just carbon products? Um, uh, I would say um, for carbon products, Carbon Pro G by far. Uh, a product that I really like, um, probably one of my favorite products, is that brand Supreme Green. That that combination liquid fertilizer that also has like the micronutrients, like the zinc and manganese and iron. Like it's an amazing product. Like it's like it's it's like that little secret that little secret uh, sauce that if you want to get like a quick green up during the summer months, like say you're trying to get the lawn really nice for Fourth of July, you throw this stuff down like two three days before, and it's just gonna pop and look really nice and deep and it's a it's a really 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 good product. So that's probably probably my favorite. And then after that, PGR like oh, love, yeah, P- love PGR, me love PGR, love a PGR man. I noticed it's kind of a love or hate thing in the lawn community. People either love it or they hate it. I think people yeah. that hate it they just haven't used it and they don't know like the awesome effects. Especially, I mean, I don't know how it is with the warm season grass. Obviously, you like it, but with the cool mm-hmm. season grass, it is awesome. Especially with the KG. yeah. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you can have um, a little bit of discoloring with PGR. Like you get like a slight, uh, Teenex, which is most, one of the most common ones. You get a little bit of discoloring, but the way to get around that is if you, if you add a little bit of nitrogen and iron with it. So if I mixed, if I stack um, Teenex along with like a little bit, like a half application of that brand Supreme Green, no problem. It stays green all the way through and it works really well. Yeah, that's with me. Uh, I used to throw down, when I threw down my PGR, I used to throw down like the micro green, the 002. Mm-hmm. And that little bit of iron that's in it kind of counteracts the PGR, sure, and, uh, and helps in it, and it becomes like super deep green. Uh, you were talking about Brand Supreme Green. I've seen that at Site One. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like fifty dollars a gallon, right? Yeah, it's not, it's not that expensive. It's an awesome. Also, I also love it. Great product. Yep, you well, should get. What, I mean, now you should get it. What What's in it exactly? Is it like a human so it is. Product? Um, no, no. So it's, so it's, um, it's pretty much just a liquid fertilizer and it's got micronutrients in it. So you've got, you've got like 9% iron if memory serves me. And then it's got, um, some zinc. So it's 5%, I'm sorry, 5% iron. It's got some uh, trace amounts of zinc, trace amounts of manganese in it. So really you're using it as a fertilizer that also adds some micronutrients. So kind of like that product from, um, simple lawn solutions, that is a micro booster. You can, you, you can think of this as like that product, but also with 9% nitrogen. So, and it's not that expensive because it's really all you're buying is those liquid fur and that has, um, iron and some other micronutrients in it. So it's, it's a really simple product and that means it's not that expensive. So that's why I'm also a big fan of it. And like, like to your point, a two and a half gallon jug, like I've got in the garage, that's, uh, it's like 50 bucks. You're good. You're good for, you know, several years. Yeah. Well, you know, you sold me, I'm going to get the brand Supreme, Supreme green and the carbon pro G and those are going to be some definite products I'm going to use on, uh, on my lawn next season. So anybody that's washing here, I mean, you obviously have an awesome lawn. What's like a number one tip that you would give them to achieving a nice lawn? Mm, so the so the number one tip I'd say the most important thing is mowing. Well, like you said, I'll give you two tips. <laughs> so the first is create good soil. Like make sure your macronutrients are where they need to be. Make sure the soil pH is where it needs to be because you're never going to go grow good grass if the there's there's like major problems with the soil. So once we have good soil, mow. Like the better you, the more you mow your lawn, the better it's going to look. So if you can mow your lawn once a week, 
It's going to look okay. If you mow it twice a week, it's going to look better. Three times a week, even better. You know, so the more you can mow your lawn, the better it's going to look. So that's, and the thing is, what, what you find with people that are just, that are getting new into lawn care, people that are not, that are not really into it that much. Like, so I have people in the neighborhood that'll walk by and they'll ask me, Hey, how do I get my lawn looking like this? Looking really nice. Said, mow more. Like, I don't tell them like, don't, don't bother with fertilizers. Just mow your grass more. If you mow your grass more, you're going to get a much better result um, in just the appearance of the lawn. So my number one tip would be don't get too caught up in a lot of like exotic products. They can help, but that stuff is like the icing on the cake. Once you've got the soil where it needs to be and you're mowing the lawn consistently to, to keep it nice and train it to grow well. I know you said you mow very, uh, you know, you mow often. I think I heard yesterday on your live stream, I forgot, but you said that uh, you like mowing when your grass is dormant too. How often do you do that? Yeah. So like one, uh, so even now the grass really only need, really, I could go probably a couple of weeks without mowing the lawn, but I still, I'm still mowing it twice a week, even with it hardly growing at all. When it goes dormant, I'll mow it once a month. So like in December, it'll get mowed once. Um, and then January, it'll get mowed once just to kind of clean it up because when it's all brown or green is all brown, it'll still stripe, believe it or not, because it's not going to be green stripes, but it'll be like a nice golden, like brown, um, like a honey colored stripe. So you can still stripe the lawn, even though it's not growing. Yeah, I know it sounds kind of crazy. I mean, I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it looks fine. You know, uh, everything like that. Uh, so we're going to be wrapping up here pretty soon. If any of you guys have any last minute questions for me and Ron, uh, you could drop it down in the comments. But, uh, so right now, Ron, uh, t tell me a little bit like, or tell the viewers a little bit about, where they could find you and uh, you know your website and things like that and sure what your goals sure. are and so yeah so um i have a youtube channel um youtube.com forward slash ron henry if you search for ron henry on youtube um i should come up um i also have a blog uh ron henry.com so ron hyphen henry.com uh where i have believe it or not most of what's on there is like finance stuff finance stuff and life lesson stuff but there's also there's also a a, um, a a single post on a golf course lawn. Actually, I put, I'll put it in the chat um, that has that documents a lot of what I do uh, as far as like a step by step. If you want to know, if you want to take your lawn from like zero to hero, like following this, it kind of documents everything that I did for my lawn. That if you do that stuff, you're gonna get a great looking lawn. Um, and then Instagram, um, I, I do have an Instagram, but I honestly don't put too much lawn stuff on there. So mainly YouTube and uh, my blog. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, real quick, I did see a funny question. Uh, Maro asked, Ron, is LG ever going to win a prize? <laughs> I think <laughs> LG kind of enjoys not winning. I mean, you guys see, I have to, because here's the thing, if he keeps not winning, eventually what's going to happen is people are going to think, well, you know, maybe Ron's, you know, he's like messing with the R, the random number generator or something. But no, it's just, it's going to happen eventually. Uh, we'll see. Man, I, it's just gonna, I saw it's, some people got kind of like offended, man. They're like, Oh, the random number generator is favored. The numbers towards the middle, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that would, well, <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw some of that. And, but I mean, not really. I mean, it's random number an RNG is really, I mean, it truly is. I mean, it's not true. Randomness is actually pretty hard to do, but I'm sure Google's implementation is, is better than most. It's um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's just, so it's just a luck of the draw. It's wherever you happen to be and whatever comes out, comes out. He will eventually win. You just got to keep showing up. <laughs> Hey, the lawn in life asks, were you in the military? I was not. Nope. I did not serve in the military. I've done, I've done some work, um, for, uh, different branches of governments in, in, in the cyberspace, but I've not, I was never enlisted. No. I wanted to ask you, Ron, are you a CIA agent? No. 
No? <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> even, if I, even, even if I were, I couldn't tell you. So no. No, that's true. I mean, I know you're in security and I know that, you know, you do this and do that. Maybe we'll talk about that off air. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, that's cool, though. Uh, Lawn Journey said, Ron, I really enjoy your videos. Keep it going. George, love your creativity in the new lawn. Thank you so much, Lawn Journeys. Anybody watching, if you guys want to see some good review videos, Lawn Journeys is always talking about different products and things like that. Awesome. Go check him out. His name check is Russ. Out. His name is Russ. He's a good guy. He has a uh, cool season grass in New Jersey. So check him out. Um, but yeah. Uh, hey, Ron, I do want to, I really do appreciate you coming in on this podcast. Like I said, man, I've been watching you for years. So it really means a lot that you could join me and I could talk to you face to face. And I look forward to doing more and, uh, you know, and uh, connecting with you more often. Uh, LG man. said, LG said, uh, you're a site one agent. <laughs> you know, that, that I have a hard time arguing with. I'm not, I am not affiliated with site one. I'm telling you, you can go ask them. They'll be like, we don't know who this guy is. Um, he's giving us he's all in, this free press. He, but. He's in the public sector, not the private sector. No, there, you <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add, Ron? Uh, I know. Uh, no. I know. Yeah, just, you know definitely uh, keep watching uh, George's live stream. If you also want to. Good. Yeah, go ahead. Do some uh, promotion. No, no, so definitely keep watching uh, George's live stream. Watch uh, a lot of the lawn care content YouTubers, like support, give us support. And, uh, you know, I, if you guys ever need any help, uh, you know, my a lot of my contact information is on my website. So just reach out to me and I'll help out in any way I can. Yeah, hands down, Ron Henry has the best live stream when it comes to lawn care on YouTube. Make sure you guys go check him out. I left his channel and a link in the description. I'm sure a lot of you already know him, but if you if you don't, and you're watching this, make sure you go visit him. The link is in the description. Anybody who's watching now, we got some people in here. If you could please drop a like on this video, we really appreciate it. Helps us reach more people, uh, show some love. Uh, and uh, with that, Ron, uh, thank you so much. And uh, everyone, I hope you guys have a good night. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much, sir. Take care. Appreciate it. Take care.